Yeah. Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 26-10. Bad timing! There's the doorbell! (laughs) Timing! I'll be right back! That's okay. We're going to keep on going. This is episode 26-10 of uh, Rhythm and Pixels, the end of season 26. Every week we listen to great video game music of all consoles and all generations and once a month, we record a very special episode um, exclusively for our Patreon members uh, over a live stream. So this episode, as you're hearing it, will be in the normal podcast feed. But if you're a Patreon member, then you get a little sneaky link and you get to hang out with us, cracking jokes, and you get all sorts of crazy visual gags and um, a lot of good stuff there. I'm going to announce that um, we have a new t-shirt design based on our last episode, TGIF versus Capcom. So if you go to rhythmandpixels.com slash merch, um, there's like, I, I did the logo in a much higher resolution that says TGIF versus Capcom, but on the back you have Mega Man X and he's next to that little, uh, the little Wily uh, tank, not tank, but the little Wily uh, capsule where he gets his new power-ups, but instead it's Carl Winslow from Family Matters. And it, I, I'm happy with how it came out. I'm, um, I'm, I'm really pleased with it. So you can check that out at rhythmandpixels.com slash merch. And if you want to get involved with uh, more Patreon episodes, it's patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. It's all, it's all pretty easy. Um, right now, Purnell is um, running around his house <laughs> because there was a gas leak in his neighborhood. And so he is trying to figure that out. Um, hey, so we want to give a little shout outs to everyone who's joining us in the chat who are also Patreon members. We got Kung Fu Carlito, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, uh, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, and Bedroth from the Very Good Music VGM podcast. Um, It's really nice to see them hanging out with us. We're talking about... uh, (laughs) We were talking about uh, lobster racing, EA Sports, it's in the game. And we had some pretty good, uh, some pretty good lobster puns here. Uh, uh, EA Crustacean Sports. um, We have a, a pinch hitter. There we go. 2023. Woo. Purnell is back. Purnell, um, you're not going to die, right? No, I'm not going to die. In fact, so far, so kind of good. They're not going to drill a smaller hole in the lawn to try to vent some gas out front. So that'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> well, the magic good. is happening. The magic is you happening. tell the listeners what the heck happened and why I was gone for like five minutes? No, that's all right. We should just let everybody know that you're alive. You're well. I'm not dead. <laughs> Just house stuff, what? man. House stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. I Got like a house. Magic gas leak. Not house music, but house house things. Um, so I saw Pernell. Did you finish Omori? Yeah, I was actually about to say, like, I might need a recommendation for some new titles because I have officially, for the first time in probably my entire life, I actually did a four in February and succeeded by finishing Omori last night which by the way now I'm extremely sleepy because I guessed it on uh, I guessed it on the oh. last Rican show oh and then left because I was falling asleep what's but then the- after I was about to go to bed I was like no I gotta finish Omori well what's the name of the last Rican's show so we can let our listeners know about that oh the VGM Fight Club though this was like a side thing that he does called like the Fighters Lounge he calls it oh, okay so he was he wanted to do a Persona 5 episode 
but then we didn't talk much about Persona 5, but it was still fun. So, um, but I beat Omori last night, which officially knocked off my four in February with Cave Story, Rack and Ruin, Cyber Shadow, and Omori. Mm. And what Omori taught me was that I question how I am about, you know, sorrowful games and stuff because on the internet, everybody and their mom was talking about how depressing and sad the ending made them and how they cried and whatnot. But when I was playing, I was like, oh, this is rough, but I'm good. Let's just keep going. <laughs> let's, let's take care of business here. Let's, make, let's get this done. I did like it in the end. Is it like, like, like nothing can touch you now? Like you're like, oh, no, I've experienced it. It's fine. Nothing. I mean, I guess I watched a kid get eaten alive by rabbits. So I guess at this point, I'm kind of... Is that in the game? Where... In the game, right? No, not in the game. That was an anime. But still. Oh, okay. Um, but like, I, I knocked it out and it's done. And there's like a second route you can do. But as you know, it usually involves... Typically, it involves playing a whole game again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I, I, I want to move on. So I might like YouTube some of the boss battles that it opens up and just like watch them and hear the music and be good because the music is still bangers. But now I need new games. Um, I'm playing. I have Bravely Default End Layer, which I keep trying to tell myself to resume, especially since Bravely Default 2 arrives at my house tomorrow. Hmm. I got Persona 5 Strikers, which everybody confuses for PS5, which I, is kind of funny. I've heard. I know, right? Persona 5 Strikers, P5S, not PS5. I'm, I'm hearing good things about that one, though, right? So I can't say just yet because I'm, I'm still in the first dungeon. Okay. But uh, basically what I like about it so far is like my original reason for not one is that it's a Muso. It was originally kind of like a Muso game. Mm-hmm. Omega Force did it in the same kind of gameplay. But there's some tweaks to it that make you kind of feel more like certain enemies are like actual powerful enemies to deal with. And I put it on hard mode, of course, because that's, how, I'm that's how you like that. do things. That's how you play. <clears throat> that's how I roll, baby. Yeah. So I'm playing that. And I think it's just a good time. It's a lot of fun. I just want to see if that fun holds out and it doesn't become what I generally hate about Musos, which is just like mash, 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 ad nauseum until you get bored. So, and also it helps that the narrative is actually a continuation of the P5 game. So it's, like, it's oh, actually like oh, a sort good. of sequel. Yeah, I was, I was, I was worried it was going to be like a side story or if it was going to be like a retelling of the game. But I think I was getting it confused with just Persona 5 Royal, which is just a whole new game with extra stuff, right? No, it's the exact same game with extra stuff. <laughs> okay. And which is funny still because Persona 5 Strikers omits right. everything that happens in Royal, so oh well. Oh, weird. Um, uh, maybe it was under uh, like uh, uh, a parallel development, you know? That's possible. Yeah. Um, so I'm Everyone playing. burns out on... Chris Murray says he burned out on Bravely Default and never finished it. My answer to that is everyone... I see, well, I guess... I guess um, Dustin didn't burn out on it, but I feel like most people kind of do because of that decision they made after chapter four. What I will say to you, though, is do like I did. Play up through chapter four, then stop playing the game for three years, (laughs) then come back, turn all the encounters off. That's a new game. Just so you can fight the bosses and run through the game and just beat the bosses at the end. Because the end is 110% worth everything, especially if you did street passing. It's 100% worth the time. Hmm. Um, before we get started with the music and the topic, I do have one more game-related question. You played Cyber Ninja? What's it called? Cyber, Cyber Shadow, yes, Cyber sir. Shadow. How is that? That looks really cool. It is fun. Um, it didn't hold up to the... I don't believe it met the hype that everyone gave it, but that didn't make it bad at all. I enjoyed my play of the game. Hmm. It's not Ninja Gaiden so much as it's more of a... People have compared it to Shadow of the Ninja, which is a game that Natsume did, which I used to play via rental. 
yeah, for the, and any, I can kind of see that, right. but there's no like chain weapon. It's all slashes, like a Ninja Gaiden slash weapon. Mm. And but it's wall jumps and all. It's fun, but it's not chaotic. Towards the end, though, there's some difficult platforming sections, and the dashes like they. I wish they did a better job with how the dashing worked because there were scenarios where I either died or took damage because I double tapped for dash and it didn't trigger like <laughs> I wanted it to. But in the end, it's still fun. I was able to knock it out. The final boss wasn't hard, mm. just. Thankfully, I guess, because it was a three-form boss fight, but it was nothing like Ninja Gaiden difficult, so it was actually doable. Oh, okay. That's the best way to describe the game, now I think about it. That's how I'll put it. Doable. It's challenging, but doable. I died 109 times, but and I thought that was a lot, but then I watched someone's YouTube of it, how they ended their game, and they died 372 times, so... I felt a little better there, mm. but ultimately you're going to die a lot. But the checkpoints are fair, so you'll deal with it and get to the end. It's good. Uh, the I, I recently was it last night or the night before? I was like hanging out and I was like, hey, I got some time, and I want to replay some games. I didn't want to get because I was I was deep into a um, a dungeon run on Persona Five, so I didn't have the time to sit down there and just complete the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I just fired up uh, Celeste, and I was like, I'll replay Celeste because I love this game and it'll just be fun to just kind of revisit it again. And when I did that, it, I had the update called the, the, the farewell, which were like a uh, new add on stages. They, they released after the game had come out and I never played huh. those. So I got to try them out and it's really cool. It's really sad. And I didn't get very far because like going into a game like that cold, like I lost all of my, all, all of my your skills, reflexes, all my and, reflexes skills. and skills out of that game. And, I, and Christy walks in, I'm like throwing the controller and she's like, are you playing Celeste again? I said, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, Celeste was playing me. Yeah, Celeste was playing me the whole time. Um, all right, so let's get involved in the topic. So we, what we do every month when we do these live stream episodes is we, we, uh, we announce the topic on our website and our Patreon and on the, on the episodes themselves. And we ask for uh, track recommendations and we also ask for... Um, testimonials that we can read on the show and we do that as kind of an homage to the vgm jukebox one of my favorite podcasts from from uh, back in the day i guess it is now it's been a couple years it's been a few years since the vgm jukebox has been on um but this week's uh, topic is the winter blitz wait wait no, no no that's not the topic the topic is extreme carolina reaper almonds oh is that what you're eating right now yes you still have I just I, I haven't been looking at the camera you have a comb stuck on your face this whole time well I've been removing it here <laughs> you've been taking that's it one of the things I like about having a large bit of facial hair is that combs get stuck I can put ink pens in my hair I can put combs in it I can I don't know can we can we by the end of the episode see how many things we can have sticking out of your beard I don't know if that's possible. We can but do that. We'll I mean, see. We can find some pens, and we'll just try to stick some pens in your in your face. I don't have very many pens. I only have like two on this desk. <laughs> but we'll see how this goes. Maybe I like that. Could that. be fun. All right, so we're going to start um, with our uh, first track. It was recommended by Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, and this is uh, background music twenty two from the game Cool Borders two. Cool Borders. Is that is that, is that how it went at the opening? Yeah, though, here's the thing that's interesting about this, and we'll say it before you do the track proper. Okay. And since he's in the chat, he can clarify for us because I'm positive we didn't get the track right. 
Michael um, Bridgewater suggested BGM 22 from Cool Borders 2, but he didn't provide us a link. No, which he, meant sent, that we he gave me the file. Out. He gave me the file. Oh, so you found the file. So you didn't tell me that, man. So now I want to add extra tidbits. No, man. Like he gave... My look, 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 Michael knows what's up, right? So he right. already he already had the game ripped or whatever, and he put it in the email, and then I downloaded it, and then I got all this malware, and I had to like wipe my machine, I had to reinstall Windows. <sighs> Very naughty, oh. naughty Michael. No, I'm kidding. Oh, oh, well, play the track, and I'm, I'm I gotta tell you the story anyway when we come back. Okay. Because... Were you like like looking through like different like gameplay? Oh, I did some digging. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was some movement. All right, well, listen to some music from the game Cool Borders 2, composed by Jason Page. And when we come back, we'll have a testimonial from Michael Bridgewater. back you're listening to background music 22 from the game cool borders 2 for the sony playstation this one's composed by jason page and i am digging this track so so much i'm glad you are digging this track that means you were able to find it (laughs) so to clarify for listeners who are like what the heck is Purdell talking about when we do these patreon shows what happens is we get um 
We get submissions in a variety of different ways. We get them from the Discord. We get them from direct messages to ourselves, from from listeners. We get them from our email address. Variety of different ways. And what ends up happening is we we collectively combine them to a, a document mm. that we then go through together and choose what tracks we want to listen to for the show. And usually they'll have a link as well to where the track is. So Rob posted this one up from Michael, and it just said Cool Borders 2, BGM 22, with no link. So I was like, hmm, I like Cool Borders 2, but what is BGM 22? I don't, I don't see it. There's no link. So I tried to go and find what BGM 22 was, thinking that maybe Michael was referring to the sound test or in the game or something. Turns out that wasn't the case. Then it turns out also I discovered that the PAL version and the U.S. version had completely different OSTs, which I never knew because I love Cool Borders on the PS1. Oh. I played it a lot. So what is this version from? This is the PAL version. Oh, oh of course, right, because this is this is Michael Bridgewater's... Uh, this is the one he plays. This is his, this <laughs> this is his nostalgia. Yeah, 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 that's right. So he threw me for a loop, so I'm like, not only am I trying to figure out what this mysterious BGM-22 is, <laughs> but I also got to figure out this BGM-22 track by a completely different composer from an OST I've never listened to before. And all you so have I to do... So I was just thinking wild swings about, yeah. okay, maybe this is the track. And then the best of all thing, I posted a track on our list and said, hey, Rob, you should pick this track from Michael and play this one, because though I have no idea what BGM-22 is... This is a track that one year ago you yourself went onto a thread and was like, this is a tasty tune. Oh, I did? <laughs> yes, it was you. I was like, so you already know you like the track. You yeah. told the guy a year ago how great it was. I, like, I, was yeah, that, that, that sounds like me. <laughs> like, this is my jam. Like, this is, this he is found my it to be jam. Quite tasty. Mm, it's delicious. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So, we, uh, so, you wrote a whole bunch of little notes here. Um, so, let's get into this um, testimonial that Michael uh, brought to us. And Michael says, I have virtually zero experience of winter sports, but I am told that snowboarding is a lot of fun. I imagine that this drum and bass flavor track from the 1997 game Cool Borders 2 reflects the bracing feeling of zooming down snowy hills, pulling off tricks with weird names like butter nose roll and chicken salad. I am excited to I'm excited to share this track because it was produced by Jason Page, who is now one of my group mates in the Commodore 64 demo scene crew, Multi-Style Labs. That's awesome. Uh, Jason worked as a musician and programmer for Sony Computer Entertainment Europe from out of London when the PS1 was all the rage. So it's super cool to be in touch with him these days. Jason tells me that back in the 90s, he used nothing but outboard uh, hardware samplers and uh, synths like the Korg Prophecy, um, which you can hear being uh, put to good use here. And I hope you like the track. Thanks for keeping the Rhythm and Pixels podcasting machine rocking every week. The show is a treasure. No, you're the treasure, Michael. You're the treasure for having this extra little tidbit of information about uh, Jason Page. That's super cool. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot of late 90s um, electronic music was mostly outboard gear because computers, though they were used for a long time for sequencing, um, I know the Amiga was used a, a whole lot, but it was it just wasn't as it is today where you, you can imagine doing everything on the computer at once, controlling everything from one machine. So I know personally myself from experience, like I used a, a drum machine for sounds and as a sequencer. And then I had um, a Korg uh, synthesizer hooked up to that. And then I had, um, I had a second drum machine hooked up to that. And then I had a sampler hooked up to that. So everything was being controlled mainly by the one drum machine. 
and then it was yeah. all, and it was all going into a uh, a four track recorder, a little Taxam four or Tascam four track recorder on tape, and then I would just like do all the beats and everything, and then record again on it. It was a lot of fun. It was very. I don't know why you put all that work into it, though, man. I just used pots, pans, and desks yeah. and doorknobs and just banged it out. <laughs> Uh, Pranal would come over and be like, "What are you like? What are all these wires for? I got, I got a spoon. I got a, I got a pot, and we can just knock them together." Also, of course, I can just make the like mouth sounds because that's how I roll. Actually, I'll never forget that. What was it? This was like years ago yeah, yeah. when, like, when I first got into seeing that Rob was like trying to mix music and stuff, and he showed me his setup, and I was like, "We should try this. We should try to come up with a really cool track." So he was trying to remix a cover of Mega Man 3's intro theme. And I was like, wait, 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 you can put a cool sound right here. He's like, what are you talking about? What kind of sound? I was like, you know, it's like a, you know, the sound, you know, it's like, and I was like, I was like, and I just did like this weird mouth drumming sound. And Rob was like trying multiple ways to just like come up with a way to turn that mouth sound into an actual sound that people would listen to. And he pulled it off, and it sounded really good. Man, I don't <laughs> remember. Probably Chris Murray's like, you know, a cool sound. The, the thing that sounds great, but better. You know what I'm talking but about. Um, yeah, I don't remember that day. I remember doing stuff like that. but I'll never forget it because it was such a great day. <laughs> oh, that's good. The fact that you were like, hey, I, I figured it out. Here you go. Let's try this. And then we put together our own little Mega Man 3 cover. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. The um um so uh, an old old friend of ours, Chris Smith, when we were in high school and um, just out of high school, in his basement, his dad had a uh, had a pool table, and we I took all my keyboards and my turntables and my samplers, and I would just put everything on this pool table, and we would just sit down there for hours, like piecing together samples and making like hip hop tracks and stuff, and just making tons and tons of noise. A lot of it never got recorded because it was just messing around and figuring things out but man we spent a lot of time on that pool table in his basement um we would uh, listen to public enemy records and then we would try to find the samples from like other tapes and, and records that we have and then we'd recreate the public enemy um music the tracks um, there's something to be said about like that's why i like to hear like those kinds of stories because in my case like i feel like a lot of times you come across people's like they don't get into like the traditional stuff so it's like they're not like you weren't in the sports or anything like that mm. even like do traditional like mall hangouts like what did you get into records yeah and we did. mixing albums and scratches like cool stuff whereas yeah. in my case it was like recording playthroughs of Kid Chameleon actually um, an old 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 friend of mine or I kind of like like friend of a friend of a friend um he released a uh, hip-hop instrumental album recently on Bandcamp. And I was like, wait, uh, Leon. Uh, you, do, you know, do you know Leon? Yeah, I've met him. Okay, you, you know what I'm talking about. I'm almost positive. Right. I'm thinking about the right guy. I think Leon, yeah. Um, he is. His name is like Markitect. No, 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 DJ Mech. His name was DJ Mech back in the day. Okay, now I'm lost. I'm thinking about a different Leon. See, uh, now we're going down all kinds. Yeah. This is, I'm usually the tangent guy, Rob. You can't be the tangent guy. <laughs> anyway, I, I got me excited because I listened to it, and I was like, oh, man, this is so good. I want to get back to scratching again because it was that good. And so I, I asked him to, for a download link, and he got super excited because he, they moved to Cincinnati, and and hearing about old DJs from Delaware, he gets super uh, geeked on that. Um, <laughs> anyway. I'm just I'm just excited to, to play this tune. Um, uh, thank you so yeah, much, sure, uh, Michael Bridgewater, for the uh, the pick. And we're moving on to Purnell. All right. 
So the first pick I'm going to choose came from listener Bedroth. And it was interesting because he referenced a game that I had heard about loosely years ago. I almost bought it, but it didn't quite mesh with me because at the time, at least, it was referencing an era of, of computer games that I had no experience with. Mm-hmm. But since meeting, you know, Michael Bridgewater and talking with him more about, you know, when we have him on the show, we talk like Commodore and like classic computer games. I've become more accustomed to so now. It was brought up again by Bedroth considering trying it. And what is that game called? Well, the track title is called Snowy Peaks, and the game is called... Oh, oh actually, I think this is typed right. I'll check it again, but right now it's <laughs> called Altin- Altinous, A Tale of Petty Revenge, and is composed by Vert. Yes, I saw this, and I was like, oh, you got a Jay Kaufman track going on. Altionis. There we go. Welcome back. You're listening to Snowy Peaks from what game? Well, 
we keep getting the pronunciation word, but let's just go with Altionis. I found the spelling. It's good. Sold. Altionis, a tale of petty revenge, composed by Vert. Uh, so this game was. Pri- I want to say it got some console releases too, like on the Wii U or something. But I know it still is available on Steam. But when it originally came out, it was noted as being an homage to classic PC platformers of which I never got into or got a chance to really play back in the day. So the movement is of a similar pacing to those kinds of games. And it didn't quite mesh with me. Plus, I also wasn't into the OSTs like this back in the day. I was more like, yeah, it's okay. Eh, I'm not going to jump at the bit for it, despite it being Vert. So this was, this I didn't was, play the games. This yeah, is like your style play, at all? Like the music style? No, 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 no. In the sense that I listened to like one intro track you know, like, you know, the trailer track or whatever. Ah. But as you know about me, I generally don't wasn't listening to OSTs unless I was playing the game proper. Unless I didn't play the game and the OST track that I did hear wasn't like making me freak out with joy. I didn't really jump, you know, listening to OST for a game I hadn't played. So I just kind of let it go. But um, it was brought up recently by, again by Bedraw, which made me want to look into it again. And now I actually feel like I might want to try it because it's still available on Steam. And this track is really good. Um, so I should read the testimonial, though. Monial, 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 monial. Monial. What do you have to. Monial. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? He goes, by Bedroth. A dictation. <clears throat> <laughs> My submission this month. I actually found while researching a Jake Kaufman focused episode of the BG Mania podcast. I'm going to be on in March. Shout out to the host, Brian, over at Level Down Games. The track is called Snowy Peaks and is from the game Altionis, A Tale of Petty Revenge, a game by Andrew Bado, formerly of WayForward, which is probably where he met the game's composer, a little known indie amateur, from out of the demo scene where he went by Vert. Real name, Jake Kaufman. Mm. Winky face. I have zero personal experience with this game, but if you Google it, you'll find some fun info. It's a shmup slash platformer that started out as a direct remake of an old game called Fantas. Word of warning though, the heroine is a scantily clad voluptuous woman named Serena. The art isn't explicit, but it is very suggestive and may be NSFW. Music though. <laughs> is real good stuff, as one would expect from Kaufman. This particular track is full of synthy goodness with killer bass work. I hope you all enjoy it. I do want to share this quick blurb from the review by the Indie Gamer Chick, as it sums up the general feel of the game. I'd link to her article below in case you want to check it out. Quotations. You play as Serena, heroine of the universe, who is out for revenge after being trolled on Spacebook by the Space Prince. After crash landing on his planet, you have to make your way through a number of stages to reach his castle so that you may exact revenge. End scene. Otherwise, I'd be fun to read that one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bedroth sounds real smooth all of a sudden. Like, how'd that happen? Um, Wheaties. Wheaties? <laughs> I know. I know yeah, I, I know, loves Wheaties. I know a glass of milk can like make your your voice like sound gruffer, you know. So maybe he oh, maybe yeah. he drinks like a lot of milk. 
like smooth butter. <laughs> he, 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 he melts down that butter and drinks buttermilk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, I do like the premise of the idea of like the character seeking revenge because she was trolled by a, another person on another distant planet. Like, screw this, I'll show you. Yeah, I do like I'll schmops. kill you. I do like platformers, so this kind of fits fits all together for me here. Have you played Velocity 2X? Because if that's your take, you should play that. I know I have not. Velocity 2X. You would love that game. I am if you're, if I you're, am, a, you're yeah. down with the idea of a shooter mesh with platformer. And the music in Velocity 2X is really good too. So right. double boom. I'm writing that down. Pernell says uh, Velocity 2X. Play that. Or, <laughs> or do I just play Velocity two times? You, you could do that okay. because Velocity, the first game, is also great, but they didn't add the platformer sections until the second game. Okay, okay. Um, that sounds very cool. All right, moving on to our next track, Pernell. Can you believe that we have a pick from the one Electric Boogaloo? We do! Electric Boogaloo coming in. Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> shake it up and down. We're going to listen to some music from the Sega CD. The game is called Dungeon Explorer, and the track title is Ice Dungeon. The composers are Jin Watanabe and Shinichi Sakamoto. And when we come back, we're going to have a good old-fashioned video game quiz to bug the heck out of Pernell and to stump everyone in the Patreon chat. And Famous tease or power-ups. But to give me a smile, just a little smile, just a little joy during this troubling time that we're in. A little happiness. Here we go. Ice Dungeon from Dungeon Explorer.
And we are back. You are listening to The Ice Dungeon from the game Dungeon Explorer for the Sega CD, composed by Jin Watanabe and Shinichi Sakamoto. And this was picked by Electric Boogaloo. And this is every this is everything I want in an ice track. It's just it's super classic sounding. It's got these cool harps right there. Oh, it's so nice. It's so, so nice. And then in the middle of the track, it just gets weird all of a sudden. Like weird atonal sounds, some sound effects and sweeps. It's so, so different. I'm really, really into it. Pranel? And honestly, his submission made me look into the game more. And I didn't realize this for as long as I know. Like I know of, I know of Dungeon Explorer because I had the TurboGrafx-16 game. And I played it quite a bit growing up. Uh... And I also know about Crystal Beans, which was on the Super Nintendo, which is sort of like Dungeon Explorer, but slightly different. But apparently the Sega CD version is very different from the TurboGrafx game. Oh, yeah. Including the OST, which I didn't know about on that element until his submission came. I was like, what the heck is the Ice Cave? I never heard this track before, and I've beaten Dungeon Explorer. Come to find out. Two separate OSTs. So now I want to play the Dungeon Explorer Sega CD version. This is the second game that has had two um, soundtracks. Yeah, cool. Maybe this should be the darn episode title. (laughs) Second soundtrack. It happened. It happened. Here's a tune you didn't hear. All right. um, With this this beautiful, beautiful backing track that we have going on, Pranel, we are going to go into a little bit of a game. Are you ready for for this? Are y'all ready for this? Bing, bong, bong. Yeah, big bong. We are going to get into this game, Pranel. You are... A space warrior. You're in for it. It's called... Revenge. Is this a real 3DO game? Well, this is going to be hard because no one's ever played the 3DO. It's not a real console. Well, you're really good at, like, figuring out, you know, based on... Just based... Like the way it sounds. Based on the way things sound. Yeah, exactly. All right, so... um, it's going to start stupid and end stupid, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. But as but in the middle, it becomes very intellectual. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a title, and I'm going to read to you a synopsis, basically from uh, Wikipedia and from what mm-hmm. I've watched on YouTube. And you have to tell me if it's just a real game or a fake game that I made up on the spot. Okay. All right, here we go. First one is... Who Shot Johnny Rock? It's an interactive movie by American Laser Games, a noir thriller that takes place in 1930s Hollywood-style Chicago. Hmm, okay, well... We should say that um, the 3DO had, had a lot of, of interactive movie-type stuff and a lot of, like, full-motion video, like, just things, so... Well, I can say I have been to California at least twice in my life, and during my time in California, I had... A uh, fair share of different cuisine items. Food Stalling. there is very good, albeit a bit pricey. Stalling. And highways have a lot of terrible traffic. So what I'm trying to say is I'm pretty sure this is a 3DO game. You, you think it's a real one? It is. It's, it's real. Hi, <laughs> See, bam. I told you my experience in California would have paid off <laughs> just for this moment, in fact. And for our, our Patreon members, I put little uh, snippets of the game. Or at least some of, the, some of the FMV in there. All right, so the next the next uh, one is Captain Quasar. It's a science fiction third-person action game with an isometric view and a silly sense of humor. I want to go with that being a real game as well, though it'll suck <laughs> if it's not, because then it'll be like, what, are you trying to rip on Blasto or something? But I think it's real. You think it's real? Yes. 
It is absolutely real. It's very, very weird. It's a very strange shooter. It's 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 that strange isometric view, even though they call it third person, but we call a third person shooter very different nowadays. Are we um, talking about like Land Stalker if it didn't have the yeah. bricks that you could jump on? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But much faster and like clunky. Oh, God, that style of character art. I hated that art <laughs> style know. so much. This enormous chin. And he's got like bugged out. Hi, eyes. I'm a hero. He's got like. Don't mind weird, me, little boy. Just this, give me all your money. He's got like this Donald Trump haircut. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the last game was, um, yeah, it was by American Laser Games and they did um, Mad Dog McCree. Um, which was their famous one, but among other things. So anything that was on a laser disc that was mainly full motion video that you kind of controlled and had laser gun stuff to it, or uh, mm-hmm. yeah, light gun stuff, that's what they did. Okay, Brunel, here's the next one. All right. It's called Soccer Social. It's a point and click adventure. It's a game, it's a point and click adventure game about managing a soccer team and the players' relationships. I want that to be real because it's very similar to a title of a game that I do know exists, but I don't think that one's actually real. That one is fake. Yes. There we go. Yeah. I do love Landstalker. It's my baby. <laughs> it powers me through quizzes with great zest and vigor. All right. You're three for three for now. Here's the next one. Let's see. Uh, Cowboy Casino. You uh, challenge five different poker players from the Old West. Cowboy Casino. Sounds so stupid that it has to be real. <laughs> I'll see that you're good at figuring this out because it is absolutely real and it is absolutely stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy Casino. It's a casino, but we've got hats. Don't you don't cheat you're gonna get shot quick. <laughs> don't you cheat or you're gonna get shot. Alright, so so far you got a perfect game going. Sounds like I should be playing a cowboy casino right about now. <laughs> this one is uh, The Supreme Masters of the Kitchen. It's an instructional, interactive movie about cooking various recipes narrated by Eugene Levy. Now, he did he did voiceover work on the 3DO. Supreme Masters of the Kitchen. And I'm going to go with fake for this one. Yeah, you caught me out. It's fake. I think I, went, I think I went overboard with the title Supreme. No, Masters. no, no! I just wish I wish that was real. I'm just picturing He Man in the kitchen. <laughs> battle at Battle Cat, bring me my spectrum. <laughs> All right, here's our next one. It's um Underground Clowns. It's a puzzle game with full motion video. Don't laugh. <laughs> it's a puzzle game with full motion video featuring evil monsters and a haunted mansion. <laughs> okay, I got a feeling this might be my first missed one because this could go either way. Underground Clowns. It has that stupid alliteration to it. Yeah. Or, or like that rhyming scheme, rhyme rather. Scheme, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> underground Clowns. Ah, shoot. And they're in a mansion? These are rich clowns? Oh, it's a haunted mansion. So, I mean... <laughs> False. I gotta go with fake. Yeah, it's fake. It's fake. You caught me on that one, too. <laughs> Underground clowns in the pier to say we make really dumb raps, then we honk our face. (laughs) (laughs) Underground clowns. (laughs) That's a great name. Uh, The next one you might know is called P.O.D. It's a first person shooter using primitive weapons like kitchen utensils and drills. That's a real game because I've actually heard of that one. Yes, it is real. I I, I was hoping there was one game that you at least knew about. Mm-hmm. They used to sell the Electronics Boutique. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a game. Okay, here we go. Uh, this one's called Pa Tank. 
It's a pinball game where the player is the pinball in first-person view, and you're trying to steer yourself into the targets. It's called what now? Patank. 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 I don't think you would have made that title up. That's real. I wish it wasn't. I wish I wish I had a, re- a more real sound. <laughs> It's you definitely didn't real. That title. Um, that's a party. Also, that's the only thing that's odd about that title. I would have expected it to be it's a patank, not a patank. It's supposed to be like onomatopoeia, like you bump into bumpers and it goes patank, patank. Um, but the the magazine reviews for this game were um, it, it, it's an interesting idea. I wish they executed it better. Um, that was it. Because it sounds awful, especially for on you this. You want to have a paw tank, Rob? Because <laughs> you know this game is not running at a very smooth frame rate. It is just kind of clunk around. All right, here is clunk the next around, title. Clunk around, clunk um, around, man. This one's called Fatty Bears Birthday Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's a point and click adventure where stuffed animals come to life and have a birthday party. This is not real. This is not real. It can't be. Because if it is not, if it is a real game, I regret never seeing it on the shelf. It's real. That's like a fantastically terrible title. It's real. One hundred percent real. Oh my god! It's Fatty Bear's birthday surprise. There's a number of. Where's fatty, the picture? There's a number of Fatty Bear games. It's point and click. Yeah, it's it's pretty cute actually. Yeah. Oh my god! You gotta go around and like while the little girl is sleeping, all the all the toys come to life. <laughs> and they make a birthday cake. That's bad, <laughs> Can you just imagine a bunch of jerks in a boardroom <laughs> talking about their next big project they're going to invest lots of money into? I got this great idea for a game. It's about a family of bears who, listen, hold, hold up, guys. A birthday cake. They got to bake that thing. And it's going to take all their skill. Also, he's named Fatty Bear. <laughs> Because that seems apparently like a great thing people do is name the bears fatty. I don't fucking this terrible. This terrible game to you. Here you go. This terrible game to you. Fatty bear. Pearl's <laughs> lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Such a terrible name for a game. <laughs> I, I didn't make that one up. That was, <laughs> someone, someone's glad they did. Why is no one else talking about this game? It's such a great but terrible day. I just, I have some water. That's great. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so glad I finally got you. <laughs> I didn't have to come up with many fake ones. Alright, here's the next one. Are you ready, Pranel? I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <coughs> Alright, the next one. Fatty Bears Detective Club. <laughs> it's an, that is not the real next game. It's an adventure game featuring stuffed animals in a classic 1930s Hollywood-style Chicago. Oh my god, I'm gonna just do this. You would not have chosen two real fatty bear games would back to I? back. Would I? No, you wouldn't have. Would I? It's not a real game. Yeah, I, I faked that one out, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no way you found two different fatty bear games and then lined them up to go for another one. It's just the other one's fake. <laughs> no, this is the fake one. All right, here we go. Um, 
I forget if I did any more. No, that was it. Thank you for playing. <laughs> I missed one, and it killed me. Yeah, <laughs> the balance is out. Yeah, but you know what? It was comedy, and that's what's important. <laughs> Fatty Bear's birthday surprise. <laughs> okay. All right, whose pick is it? <laughs> um, actually, it's yours. If you could do it, <laughs> I, I I should be I should be good. I right. should I should be good. All right, I'm gonna pick this next track because um, to be quite frank, as you know, I, I, I'm a, I mean, this is my, my third track, so I'm gonna no, this is my second track. That's your second track, yeah. I'm picking this track because it's a good submission, and it was submitted for a game that I have played. And though I didn't really get into it, though I am going to try it again when the upcoming re-release happens. But I love the OST despite everything else. So I gotta bring it up when it's suggested. And that game suggestion comes from Stephen Miller. Track title, Passing Memories from the game Legend of Mana from the Shoney, Sony, Shoney PlayStation. <laughs> um, Sony PlayStation. That's, that's that Fatty Bears thing kicking in again. Yeah, right. Um, composed by Yoko Shimamura. Actually, that's a good way to put it. So this track came from listener Stephen Miller, which, by the way, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> this track came from listener Stephen Miller from the game Legend of Mana on the Sony PlayStation titled Passing Memories, composed by Yoko Shimamura. And to quote Solar Sanctuary, that ah, goddamn bloody fatty bear. <laughs> fatty bear. You guys look at Solar Sanctuary, if Yuzo Koshiro is a god, that would make Yoko Shimamura a goddess. And that is 100%. They run the throne. <laughs> off, off with his head, unless you pay tribute. Um, but this track is a fantastic gem. The entire OST is absolutely spectacular. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Like I said, back in the day, I didn't dig the game all that much. And I'm hoping that older Purnell retrying it will appreciate it for what it was doing. 
because younger Purnell has some pretty trite reasons for disliking the game, and I'll already admit that. Uh, but the actual testimonial submission from Stephen Miller goes as follows. I was struggling to find a good tune for this theme. I'm a JRPG focused music experience. I'm, I won't read Yeah, that's right. not going experience. Up until I read news about the Legend of Mana remaster. I have incredibly fond memories of repeatedly renting this game over a period of several weeks one summer and playing it with a friend for hours and hours. So the soundtrack has embedded itself in my mind like not a lot of other games have. This is one of my favorite songs from the soundtrack. <clears throat> it plays during the Snowy Mountains level and something about the plucked strings and wailing woodwinds mm. makes me... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Makes me think of fighting your way through a blizzard with sharp, hard snow and howling winds. As always, I hope you guys enjoy. Peace, my dudes. And we thank you for that yes, submission. And of course, we did enjoy it because hot diggity damn, excellent submission. And as for peace, well, it depends on when Fatty Bear wants to get the heck out of my lungs. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, get that Fatty so, Bear out of your mouth. It's like. That's true. <laughs> There's too much, too, too much, much fatty bear. Too much. I didn't but, think that was going to be the one that got you, but uh, but this this song I was is like, out of curiosity. Which one is the one that you thought would get me? Oh, um, honest, I, I I thought the kitchen one might get you. Um, yeah, I did the fatty bear one. man. <laughs> That's that reminds me of like what was that? Uh, no, I thought I thought it was my uh, my Freddy fatty Burton bear detective one. I thought it was the Detective Fatty Bear was going to do it. <laughs> Detective Fatty Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I wonder if I got the first one right, I would have probably missed the second one. So I think it goes either way. Yeah. So apparently it's been uh, re-released on, and ported on iOS and uh, Android. Uh, but we should probably <laughs> stop. added it to a Steam wish list. I so. honestly thought this 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 track we're listening to is was uh, would be the palate cleanse <laughs> that we needed. <laughs> And I think it is because yeah. I think it's slowly weeding out of my system. Yeah, I, I'm able to breathe again, oh, and I'm not making weird like verbal full foils <laughs> or whatever. It's a great pick. So thank you, thank you, Stephen Miller, for for sharing this track with us. Um, up next is a track from me, Pernell. Ooh, okay. a Rob original. It is because I was thinking about the Panasonic 3DO, and so I picked a title. I picked some music from a Panasonic 3DO quotation marks game okay mm. so this is from um, an interactive uh, guide uh, ESPN released a whole bunch of them and it's called ESPN let's go skiing and they had a bunch of them where it was like ESPN let's go like surfing let's go beach volleyball and it was really just right. like like you click on different menus and you can watch these professional people instruct you on how to do sports let's go surfing now everybody's learning how come on safari with me so this is some cheesy music from espn let's go skiing this is the intro music um it's un- composers unknown it's probably a stock music company type thing as we've learned um <laughs> but it's really it's really really fun cheesy music so this is espn let's go skiing for the 3do
Uh, we're back. You're listening to track number six, which is the intro music to ESPN Let's Go Skiing, an interactive ski instructional video situation for the Panasonic 3DO, composed by Unknown. And what's getting me in this, this music is like the low quality of the sound. It, it really sounds like it's coming from like like a VHS tape. It's not even like coming from a CD. It sounds like it's coming from a VHS tape like type thing. And I found this from a rip on another website. So this is ripped from the 3DO. And mm. it still sounds kind of kind of like this. I want to hear more of the OST now because we were talking on the break and I was thinking about how I, re- I was like, it reminds me of a game, but yeah. I can't quite put my finger on it. And Rob picked it up like that. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew it right away because as I was listening to this again, I was like, why do I like this so much? And I remember it because it sounds like the music from Escape Goat and Escape Goat 2. And um, it's 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 very much because I was I know what I was thinking because I was thinking like oh I want to I want to write music like this for puzzle games because I'm really into like the puzzle game mode and mm-hmm. this is perfect this is perfect puzzle game music which by the way I'm not sure if I mentioned I think we meant did we mention on the last episode um oh the game I'm working on yeah oh, that was on the that was on a prequel don't worry yeah it's fine <laughs> no well Rob's working on a puzzle game and it's actually fun I'm glad you like it. I, I didn't do anything with it this week, but um, I, have, I have a lot of plans that's going to go into it soon. Um, so, but then I have a shooter that I was working on too, um, the one that was like all red, like Virtual Boy style, that I worked on mm-hmm. like almost the entire pandemic, the first year, of, year one of the pandemic, um, and I kind of put it put it to bed because I was stuck writing like AI for the enemies and things, and I was tired of looking at red, so I wanted to make a colorful puzzle game so we can enjoy that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Pernell, have you ever gone skiing? Oh God, no! First of all, I hate the cold. Second of all, I'm uncoordinated as all get out, which is why I don't understand how I can play dance games and music games. And three, I don't want to die. So all those things combined adds up to me not having skied. However, I do feel like I want to give it a try before I die, even if it's on the bunny slope. Yeah, that's that's what I did. I was on the bunny slope and I tried snowboarding and I fell down a whole whole lot. But we're we're close to the mountains out here. I thought maybe like like someone dragged you out there. Maybe like did you ever like go to like those those like those types of places before, like Blue Mountain or anything like that? I do want to touch the sky, but alas, I've not gone to Blue Mountain. Yeah. Uh, but I it actually came up recently. I was talking to somebody about the Poconos, which is another ski mountain resort area. Yeah. That's nearish, nearish to us. Nearish, yeah. and I would like to go check that out because I used to see commercials for it all the time back in the day, and people talked about it as being a great vacation destination. So now I want to actually physically go see it. Now I can actually drive there, and if I have the right excuse, I am going to check it out. One of the um, earliest like trips that Christy and I went on, um, my wife, uh, we went to uh, a ski resort in the Poconos in the summertime. Because apparently, mm-hmm. it, supposedly, it was like um, had like a lot of like outdoorsy stuff and hiking and, and things like that. But it was all like in this really old school '70s ski resort that was all inclusive. And we went there because it was a free weekend because they were trying to sell us a timeshare. So as long as we went and listened to like this whole presentation at the end of the weekend, we got a free room and we got free meals. And it was a weird weekend. <laughs> it was a very strange trip. That place smelled like cigarettes, like it, like it, like it hadn't, like it hadn't changed from the seventies. There was carpet, the green carpet everywhere. 
and prefer to smell like incense and peppermints. Yeah, I would love that. It was just so strange. And then, um, what else did we do there? Yeah, all the, all the doors in the hotel rooms, they didn't actually meet the floor, so you could see people walking around outside your room. And I know. Oh, that always freaks me out when that happens, because yeah. you always see those like, horror movies where that happens, where like the killer stands outside the, the victim's door, and they're, they're looking like, go away, go away, and the shadow just kind of moves. Yeah, you're waiting for the, for the shadow to move away so you can sneak out. It felt like that every night. It was pretty terrifying. Um, and yeah, and then... Um, yeah, and the food wasn't great either. It was really weird. And then at the end of the weekend, um, they these two salespeople, these kids, just like our age, got we were, it put us in their car and we drove around for like I don't know how many hours, where they just explained everything over and over and over again, and we couldn't just outright say, uh, "We just did this for the free food." <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we did. Most of we. Oh, actually, I remember because that weekend we drove around the Poconos. We went up into into Wilkesbury. And because they're right next to each other, and we went to like a mini golf course that had a little arcade inside, and I played uh, Mad Dog McCree. <laughs> well, the yeah. big challenge, uh, like American Laser like Game. That, What's that? But they, but they freaks me out about resorts like the one you're talking about, though, is the fact that by design, like well, not by design, by location, they're not always going to get a large influx of people coming in, and sometimes they'll get even less than normal. So. If you go there and you're like, hey, serve us some food, and they provide you a meal, you know all that food's been sitting around that kitchen waiting for somebody to want to eat it. Yeah. And, and I, I, honestly, I'm not quite sure they're like just throwing food out randomly. Like, well, we ordered enough for 20 people this week. We got 10, so throw the other 10 servings out. No, they keep those 10. So you might have gotten like week four servings for all we know. Maybe. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. This that was- is true. This was like over 10 years ago, maybe 12, 13 But there is ago. also a parasite inside you right now playing Switch. <laughs> well, at least the parasite's having fun. You know? That is true. But, um, but yeah, those, those are my... Those are my oh, we, and there was that one time, we, you and I and uh, Tall Matt, we drove to Wilkes-Barre. So we were in the Poconos, essentially. To play Dance Dance Revolution. That's so right. Well, the first, to play Guitar Freaks, because they had like a Guitar Freaks like 6 or something. Oh. Remember that? I actually did it. Well, that's how I convinced I just, you to go. <laughs> it worked. I just missed playing like guitar freaks in general. And now I have one nearby, but it's just not as fun to play by myself. It doesn't have the same ring. I just go up there and sweat until I pass out. Yeah. It's a, it's <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful drive up there. All right. So, Pranav, we're on to your final track. All right. So, final track. So, a number of submissions came through. The title of the episode was called uh, Winter Blitz. And though no one, I don't think anybody particularly hit on the blitz part or what I thought someone would be like, hey, let me see what I can do with this aspect of the title. Mm. Um, I would say the closest that we did get came from the last Reekin. And the track that he picked, really freaking good. Well, first of all, he picked like five tracks. But of the five, this was by far my favorite one. Um, this comes from the game Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and the track title is called Big Top Bop. Oh yeah. Composed by David Wise.
Welcome back. You're listening to one banger of a beat, beat, boom, bop. <laughs> Track title is Big Top Bop from the game Donkey Kong Country Drop or Freeze on the Wii and also Nintendo Switch, composed by David Wise and suggested by listener The Last Reekin. Way to throw a blinder out at me because, quite frankly, this doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard from a talk with a Donkey Kong Country game. This is, this is, this is going to be different from Wise, what's going on in the episode, really. <laughs> Yeah, this it oh it does it in a sense, yeah. but before I read his testimonial, oh I know he says it kind of in the testimonial. Mm. I think he nailed it, which is kind of funny because it works. He says, "Never played the game. Need to fix that soon. You and me both, buddy. In fact, I'm going to do that after this episode is over." Um, but I know the whole concept is that DK Island has been frozen solid, kind of like what's happening now, which is funny because he <laughs> submitted this while it was frozen, but then the weather, climate change. Shifted so hard and so quickly that it all melted that fast. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of snow. Outright sick of it. I need spring, baby. Hope everyone is staying safe. Also, this is such a rocking track. And it is. I agree with him 100%. This track is so good. I love it. It makes me want to play up to the point where it comes up in the game. And heaven forbid, heaven help me, I might be able to pull it off tonight. Because I heard people say it's like one of the first bosses in the game gets to oh. use it too. So. It may go. happen tonight. So he's stealthy. So that's what I mean. Like I like when people are just like, you know, how could I squeeze this track into the episode? How does this fit the theme in some capacity? It might work. You never know. But I was going to say this had to be like boss music because it's just so heavy. So heavy. Mm-hmm. Like whipping cream. <laughs> this is some heavy whipping cream right here. You whip your hair back and forth to this one. I whip my hair back and forth. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to that song before bed. Oh, that's right. DixieCon theme. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Hey, it works. It still works. All right, um, I'm gonna turn this banger of a track down, and we are gonna get into the part of the show Pernell and I like to call the bonus round. Hi, ho, bonus round. The bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. Uh, we also like to play. Vocal tracks and just like weird, like side tracks, just found and maybe arrangements um, based on the theme that we're talking about today. And I found something really interesting. So there's a game called The Steep Slope Sliders for the Sega Saturn. Have you heard of this one, Pernell? I have not. Okay, it's apparently not a great snowboarding game, but it's definitely a snowboarding game. And there's a ton of music. It was developed by Cave. And, and uh, distributed or published by Capcom. So okay. the music is really amazing. But there's so many different tracks in this game that are like, it's like hardcore drum and bass and like cool house music. And then there's a whole bunch of weird like vocal ballads that you can choose. And so when you play the game, you can choose the music that you play that, that okay. plays in the background. And there's these two tracks by this group that no one has figured out who they are. They're not American. It's definitely a Japanese singer doing like a bad broken English. <laughs> so, but it's legit cool songs. The all, only information I have is that the band is maybe called Nap on Monday. Like maybe like a nap, like nap on Monday or, or something like that. I mean, we all would like to nap on Monday. Let's yeah. be honest here. It's so, a little on the nose there. <laughs> so we're going to listen to the track called Kiss from Steep Slope Sliders for the Sega Saturn. Oh 
song Kiss from Steep Slope Sliders for the Sega Saturn, composed, performed by Nap on Monday? We don't know, but everyone's vibing on this track. I'm really glad because I liked it a lot. It's great. Don't try to figure the lyrics out because a lot of them don't make any sense. (laughs) I was saying earlier, it sounds like something that would easily fit in like a tool of Bimani game, like popping music or something. Yeah, Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it sounds, sounds, but it's definitely made for the game. There's two tracks in this in this game that sound that are like this it's this one and there's another one that's very very good um but unique to the rest of the soundtrack so it's very interesting um yeah i hope you all like that one pernell i knew you would like that one it's got that same kind of like girls vocal like 90s ballad pop thing that you'd be into yes it was that's on that's on my money right there (laughs) it's kind of funny too because like I, I have a friend that's always joking with other people when we would meet them, and she's like, "Well, don't, Pearl's, Pernell's favorite genre is girl angst. That was her verbiage to other people about what I like to listen yeah. to. I'm like, that's not true. It's not my favorite it's genre. One of your favorite genres. It's one of my favorite genres, but it's not the favorite genre. <laughs> girl angst. I also like girl vibe and girl girl smile and girl rock and girl girl dance. I don't know." Like all the good stuff, it's all good to me, you know. But this track is not girl legs. This is girl chill, and yeah. I love it. Super chill, super chill. Nice, like little love song. But it's interesting to me that like you can like a lot of like in the in the YouTube comments for this song, people were like, "Oh man, this is the only song I would play during the game." And I was like, 
So you're like, you're shredding down the slopes and doing tricks and moves and it's just playing this music and you're like, ah, da, da. or who knows? It might be, that might be what they play and they just get really terrible trick scores. Yeah, or maybe, just coast. maybe it's a really hard game and you need music like this to kind of calm you down, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pernod, there you what? go. Resident Evil 8 comes out. I'm just going to use this on my OS. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. So what did you pick for the bonus round? All right, I'm doing something that I don't typically do, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, this is a second pick also from mm. Stephen Miller because he submitted a bonus round type track. That's also uh, I was wondering good. if you were going to pick this one. I did. Um, this track comes from Zelda. Just, I guess, Ocarina of Time, really. Um, this is the Gerudo Valley theme covered by DJ Joe. Not Joe, 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 Joe. Just DJ Joe.
welcome back. You're listening to the Gerudo Valley remix from Zelda Ocarina of Time, composed by DJ Joe. Let's get this out of the way. This track was not likely submitted as a track for the Witcher Blitz theme, but it was on the list. I listened to it. I liked it. And I was like, eh, if and it's a bonus round, so I want to go with it. So, But general thought for just general episodes, like when you submit tracks, never hurts to submit a bonus round and a regular if you have it in mind because it's. I always want to do a bonus round track for the bonus round section if I can. Mm-hmm. But if there's non-existent, I'm good with doing non-bonus. But I always like to try. Yeah. But I also get that sometimes it just feels cooler to submit tracks from games you like because that's what I want to do. So yeah, in, in the end, like this, this track was just huge. Oh, it's dope and brilliant. Yeah, like that. super. Oh, dope. I'm I'm ashamed of myself. I totally just said dope. I say dope uh, all the time. <laughs> well, I just dated myself. Anyway, cool cats and kittens. <laughs> That's the funny thing is, like, even as a teenager, I was never good with slang. I chose like whatever random oh, slang. Come on. You still choose whatever whatever random slang you wanted to. That is true. Butterbean biscuits. <laughs> there you go. Well, um, for more information on the bonus round, please go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to all of the artists' band camps and SoundClouds and everywhere where you can go download the music and support the artists. All right, thanks for joining us on episode 26-10 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is our winter blitz, our wintery, winter madness uh, episode. Icy tracks, icy cold tracks, lots of skiing, lots of snowboarding. Um, and this is the end. Lots of Gerudo Valley. Lots of Gerudo Valley, all right. <laughs> but this is the end of World 26. Lots of fatty bear. <laughs> God, bloody bear. I'm going to look that up when this episode's over. I'm going to do two things before I go to bed tonight. I'm going to try out DK Tropical Freeze. And I am going to see how many Fatty Bear games exist. <laughs> I have to know. I think there's a few. I think there's more than a few. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us on this uh, fun episode. This Again, this was a, a live streamed recorded episode um, exclusively for our Patreon members. So if you go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels, uh, membership or donation at any um, level gets you access to these fun little streams that we do. That's what we do. Thursday nights. It is a big good time. Like I feel like even when we even when we're not hundred percent informed, there's still a fun time. We're just kind of chatting and hanging out with everybody. And then some days you get stuff like me running constantly downstairs for the gas guy. It hasn't happened in a little while, so it might be done. Maybe they're, no, they're no, they're not done. But maybe they're done coming into the house at least. Maybe they feel comfortable enough to not have to stress about it. Mm. Which I'm fine with. I'm hundred percent fine with. Just do your jobs and go home because I got to sleep, guys. Well, before we head out of here, we want to tell um, you, our listeners, if you want to get in contact with us, if you have a, a track suggestion or a topic suggestion, or if um, if you're in a cover band, like a video game cover band, or if you're a remix artist, or if you know someone who is, we would love to hear about all of that. And the best way to do that is by email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And for a full track listing of this episode and access to all of our episodes and to all the other stuff that's going on um, with us, is all, all of it's at our website. So go to the website. RhythmPixels.com Yeah, I'm really happy with the redesign. So um, go check that out because it's, it's really cool looking now. I, I, I did lots of fun stuff with it and it's much easier to find episodes and you can 
And you can search like anything. Like if, you, if you're thinking of like a track, what episode was that on or or composer names, like all that information is in there. It's, it's, it's pretty nice. Most of it's correct because Electric Boogaloo um, helps us out by um, you know sending us email or letting us know in Discord. Um, so there's that. If you want to see our Discord, our link is in there too. Hang out with other welcoming and friendly, like-minded video game music enthusiasts at our Discord. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's Rhythm and Pixels. It's all one word. And um, what else we got going on? Uh, we have our radio station. Uh, it's at youtube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. It's 24-7, 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts. It's also playing over there on twitch.tv slash Rhythm and Pixels. And finally, if you want to support the show, you can go to rhythmandpixels.com slash merch. We have t-shirts there. We have some new t-shirts there related to our TGIF versus Capcom episode. So we got some God, fun. That, was a, that was a lot of fun to do. Um, actually, yeah, if, if, if you're just learning about the show or if you're just wondering and you got this far and you enjoyed it, go back to the last episode, 26-9. It was a really good time. It was some really good music. Um, I, I and uh, it, it was just me and Pernell. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and you can also support us by going to Patreon at patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels. And there you get access to a weekly prequel episode of just me and Pranel hanging out and chatting. And you get access to it this monthly Patreon live streamed episode where you can, um, at a specified time, go hop on and you get a special link and you get to watch us and hang out with um, some other people in the chat room and make jokes and have a good time. Um, and there's also some other fun little uh, bonuses you get with the radio station. And we like to thank our Patreon members at the higher levels at the end of every episode. So we like to start with Frankly Zappa, Mike Myers, Vashin8060, That Nick Walker, Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy, Matt Holmquist, Michael Jennings, Davey Cakes, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, yeah. hey, uh, Sonic Medley, Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Brian Hartzell-Kova, Andreas Milberg, Dan Lauten, Sleepy S'more, Phantom Jest, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Senstrom, Bobby Arson from 1UP Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, Colorless, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound version VGM podcast, and Brian Pitt. So thank you. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the show. Um, it's helping us, you know, upgrade our gear. It's helping us to uh, to, to to support uh, uh, the, the the file hosting and the statistics and the domain and the website, all that extra stuff. It, it really keeps the Rob's show going. Speech. Yeah, my speech at the end of every episode, which just goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm looking at the thing, and you talk, you do talk on the show a bit more than I do because I don't have the, I don't have like the the vocal stamina. <laughs> to keep going like you do. You don't have the ramble tastrophe. You, you don't look to suffer from a ramble tastrophe like I do. Yeah, it's not even just, it's not even just gift to gab. It's just endurance. Like you can just go. I can't do that. Yeah, it's like I think it's sometimes it just helps to ask the topic, the subject matter. That's I really true. get into talking about this kind of stuff and being ridiculous. It's I gotta, just fun. I gotta pace pace myself out. Um. So yeah, next week is the uh, start of World Twenty Seven. Can't oh, wait, before we forget, can't believe we should there. mention it since for those who aren't in the actual chat that are Patreons mm-hmm. or patrons. So we did choose a topic for the next Patreon submission episode for March. It was suggested by a listener, Bedroth, and it is Tavern Jams. So 
trash you listen to the tavern, trash you listen to at the bar, trash you listen to you're just kind of chilling with your friends in your downstairs makeshift basement, you know, beverage repository, any place, just tavern jam. <laughs> I like, Check I, like them out. I like the idea of makeshift basement where it's like a, it's like a, a, a like a crawl space, right? It's a fa- it's the, you're in the crawl space in your house, but you're calling it your basement. <laughs> Come on, guys, hang on, hang on here, have a drink with your buds, man. I got a I got a pool table in the crawl space. It's a basement. In the crawl space. Not crawl I don't know space. how that would work. It's a basement. It's a basement, man. <laughs> but, That's yeah. the best I could do, God. So even if um and, and really like if it's just like the, the silly or the fun music that p- takes place like in a, a tavern scene in the game. Um, that would be really cool too. So, yes, um, even uh, Bedroth knows what's up. Some subpar karaoke. So, if you can find some music that would be really good karaoke, that would be awesome. That's, that would count. Yeah. yeah, that would absolutely count. Um, yeah, I'm always down for some subpar karaoke too because that's my middle name, subpar karaoke Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pain to put on your birth certificate. Um, again, so again, thank you to everybody who joined us on the live stream, and thanks to everyone who supports us, and thanks for everyone who's just listening. Um, thanks for listening to the show, and we'll You're see you. You're appreciated, and we love you. We do love you, and we'll see you next week in World 27. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Have a good week. Be safe. And remember, especially as we get into what seems like the one-year lap of the pandemic times, and honestly, even before the pandemic, let's be honest, uh, depression isn't a new thing. It's been around and ain't gone away probably ever. Um, And unfortunately, some people are a little bit more susceptible to it than others, but also some people are less susceptible to displaying it to others. They're probably really good at hiding it. So the general concept is that try to be as, I mean, you don't have to be like captain in everyone's face. Like, Hey, I want to be kind. I want to help. I want to just give me, give me, give me, but be, be aware of people around you. Be aware of the fact that, I mean, this is assuming that you're not depressed. Um, be around of those around you. Um, if you notice anybody, you seem a little under the weather, a little down, just kind of give them the shoulder tap. Like, Hey, how's it going? Just show that you're there for them. You don't have to be in their business if you don't feel comfortable talking to them about their stuff, but just be supportive and show them that they're not really alone. And that even if you're not outright acknowledging that you want to talk to them, give me your information, give me your business, at least show them that you're concerned and caring enough that if they did want to open up to you. You're likely the guy they can talk to about their problems. And if you're unfortunately dealing with depression yourself, sometimes, and as hard as it may be to say, sometimes if you're not around enough people, it might even just be a matter of just getting outdoors and trying to be present. Even if we can't really be particularly up close with each other, just be outdoors and around the active population. And I say that knowing that the internet can be a cesspool. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't advocate going to a generic Facebook, you know, news thread oh, and no. being around the quote-unquote people. But I am saying, be outdoors and be exposed, and don't let yourself get too distant from those that are in your life that care, because maybe they would be willing to be there for you and support you if they were just made aware that you were in need. So that's my that's my ramble catastrophe for this evening. Have yourselves a good night.